Hey y'all, we're going to be at the True Crime Podcast Festival this year on August 25th through 27th, 2023 in Austin, Texas. Come join us and get 15% off your ticket with our promo code C. That's C-E-E at the checkout. Thank you all so much for listening to us and we will see you there. Oh, no next Tuesday? Not this time? Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells cunt. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. That three-part series on the Menendez brothers. I have an update. I, you saw that as well? Well, you know, I talked about the Menudo brother. Yeah. And honestly, I'm glad more legitimate sources are reporting it because yes. I didn't say who my source was because it was TMZ. Well, I know. Well, and, and to, <laughs> I'm going to say this is going to sound weird. To TMZ's credit, even though I don't want to say that out loud, sometimes they do actually break stories first because they're skeevy and they get in get in there you know what I mean they like figure it out but yeah I, I get like, that I, I'm <laughs> I get embarrassed it. by my source so I'm not gonna tell you where I read this <laughs> right you it know was this. literally when I did that story it was literally the only outlet yeah. reporting that yeah. but not only that Eric and Lyle's aunt have come forward saying that she has found a letter Eric wrote to his cousin eight months before the murder telling him about all the sexual abuse yeah I saw that from one of our podcast friends actually commented, told us that disturbingly pragmatic, check them out. They're phenomenal Canadians. We love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Oh, so I'm gonna, on my side, definitely go. I was incorrect in my assumption because of the coverage at the time and also how they portrayed it. It just wasn't good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I think they were, it was like a Hail Mary on everybody's part. For sure. Because how do you defend people who openly admitted, I shot my parents? In the face. And then they brazenly took all the money that their parents had and then spent it on like trips and cars and lessons, tennis lessons. You know, you're throwing that Hail Mary from the 70 yard line. (laughs) All the way trying to get a touchdown, yeah. 70 yards down the field. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, hindsight's twenty twenty. is what I'm Exactly saying. right. <laughs> yeah. Do I feel bad for what happened to them? Yes, I of do. Course. Do I think they're where they should be? Yes, I do. Agreed. Here's why. They could have just walked away. Or reported it. I mean, it sounds like they did. Well, and again, we, we're not blaming victims no, here no, 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 but, uh, no, no, by any no, no, means. No, 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 no. We're saying it, it's just, there's, it's a, a lot of nuance with this yes. crime. And I a understand lot. they were terrified of Jose. Oh, yeah. They were terrified of Jose. So they were terrified to speak up and tell someone. For sure. So I get why they did not do that. But also, they were, Lyle was away at college. Mm-hmm. He was out. He was away. He could have... Just chosen to leave the family. Move on with his life. Eric was about to be in college. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to leave the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was, it's a lot. And, and again, we don't know 
Again, we no, don't no. know what happened in that house. I, I wasn't there. We don't know the I, motivations um, of them. We I don't miss know family any- fun day that day. <laughs> right. But yeah, just all this crazy stuff coming to light. And I'll say I'm glad it's coming to light because really all we care about is the truth. Right. That's all we and, give a shit I mean, about. And honestly, when you're abused, especially sexually abused, starting at a young age, you don't have the mental fortitude mm-hmm. to then have the proper thought processes to go, maybe this is how I should react and do things. Right. And then also that play that they wrote about killing their parents and shit. And again, it's a play. Who gives a shit, right? You can write anything. Yeah. But it doesn't bolster their case. Like, it's all of these things that just, yeah, it was the perfect storm. And I'm just going to say, the universe, I don't know what's going on with this switch that's been flipped in my universe because I wrote that episode before any of this came out. I know, and it's crazy because it's like you wrote it and then it's like, boom, boom, boom. All these things start coming out and... Honestly, the more it comes to light, the better, I think. Yeah. Um, because, oh, yeah. again, we just, the truth is. And here's the, the thing. The best thing for everybody. I wonder what, you know what's been going through my head is I wonder what would have happened if the Menudo had come forward back then. Yeah. I get why not. Oh, if, I 100% get why so not. I believe it was, it's an all boy band still, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. The Latino community, of what I know of it, you don't, as a man, Mm-mm. ever no. admit to anything Mm-mm. like that. So for someone to come forward even this many years later, right? Now means probably something. Hulu yeah. already has a documentary about it. Yeah, it's I didn't even bother watching it. Like I heard it was like the same shit different day and so I was like, "Oh, whatever. I'm not going to." I don't know. I may watch it because the shit I watched on Hulu. No, was it Hulu? Maybe it's Peacock. I don't know. The shit What I, was it? Name it. I watched Cocaine Bear. Oh, cocaine! Bear. <laughs> yes. It, there's no way. That's that a this, true story, bro. I know it is, but the bear in real life died after like 15 minutes. I mean, so, hey, he lived. He lived large, baby. He just needed no some like you know, strippers around him. Like documentary can be worse than Cocaine Bear. You know, I think Cocaine Bear. I have yet to watch it, but was it at least fun? Was it at least like this is hilarious? Like what the hell? It was. You sit there going. Oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. So stupid. And I mean, Felicity, you gotta admit, she's just trying to make her some cashish to pay her bills. Well, Felicity's doing well. Uh, Elizabeth Banks was in it too, right? Mm-hmm. The blonde. Mm. Well, she's usually blonde. I don't know what color her hair was in this movie. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks was also in it. She was like, this may end my career, but I don't care. I want to do this movie. And I was like, get it. I love that. I love that. I love that people are just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. You know who else does that? Nick Cage. No, granted, his he has IRS problems, so he's got to make some money. But at the same time, lately, he's just been like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, his movies have been just wild, and I'm here for it. I'm just saying. I can't believe I wasted my Friday night. <laughs> it's Peacock. I know, because I saw it pop up, and I was like, ooh, maybe I should watch this. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, all I'm going to say is Felicity wearing a full-blown jacket, pants, windsuit, riding a 10-speed. Oh, man. Say less. Now you sold it to me. Now I'm going to watch the hell out of this. This is going to become one of those cult classic movies, like, after a minute. The fact that the mama bear and the bear cubs are now addicted to cocaine. (laughs) Did you just spoiler alert a movie? It's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. And everybody but me has seen it. 
Uh, I haven't seen it. And I'm shocked by that. Thanks. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. Hello. It's called <laughs> Cocaine Bear. That If that is the spoiler alert, then I don't. I didn't know there'd be kids involved. I.e. baby bears. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. So what, do they have like a dealer now? You know what I mean? Like, what, how does this work? I can't tell you the movie. You'll, you'll tell me I fucking huh? spoiled it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go watch, go lose your brain, brain cells by watching this movie, not by doing cocaine. <laughs> so it's almost like doing cocaine is what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's worse than doing cocaine. <laughs> oh, that's great. What else have you been up to? Well, you know, I go, you know, I do H-E-B curbside, right? Because I ain't yes. going to grocery shop. No. I go pick them up on Thursday. I know, it was a weird day. We needed dog food. We buy the 50-pound bag because you've seen my dogs. They're big, yeah. I also bought wine because, you know, a box doesn't even last me a week anymore. Hey, you got to get it. So the girl comes up to the window because normally I got to show my ID, but 9.30 on a Thursday morning, they just, they see me and they go, When's your birthday? Right. And you're like, okay. Like, I'm just going to say 19 and you're going to walk away and get me my wine. Yeah. As the year. So then you're going to be okay with everything I say next. Yeah. Pretty much. But then this bitch says to me, can you help me lift the dog food into your car? I'm sorry. If you can lift all the things into the cars, then you should not be doing curbside. At least she asked and didn't struggle and like rip open the bag. Could be worse. I'm just saying, like when you apply for jobs, and I know I've been applying for a lot of them, it gives you the description and it says requirement. Both be able to lift between 25 and 50 pounds. Right. If you can't do that, then you shouldn't be doing that job. That's, hey. How do you know I wasn't disabled? That's true. And then you'd be like, I can't get I'm, another associate. I'm doing curbside. Right. Maybe there's a reason why I'm doing curbside. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like the whole idea is you do it for me. I lift up in my trunk and that's it. I like press the button and go boop. So and I don't have in. to do it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. All these things were running through my head. Like I'm not disabled currently. Mm -hmm. So I could get out. And so then like I help her. Honestly, I could have lifted the whole 50 pound bag of dog food into the car. Mm -hmm. But I help her. I'm like, okay, I'll get this in. You get that end. And then I'm already out of my car. So I was like, I guess I'll help you put the rest of these in here. Yeah. You're like, I know I feel like a dick if I just like, okay, I'm going to go back to the front while you finish the back. Right. Yeah. You feel weird. Well, like, and then it was starting right. to sprinkle. Oh yeah. So you're like, let's hurry this up. So this is literally what I said. I go, well, I guess I better help you get the rest of these in the car so you can get in out of the rain. <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's like a very nice thing to say, but I know your intonation was probably very passive aggressive at the same time. It was so she's probably like, Oh, oh. no, no. Thank this you. is literally how I said it. How'd I you go, say it? I go, oh, I'll help you get the rest of these in the car so you can get in before it rains. Oh, God. Meaning, like, she's not going to realize it until later. She's mm -hmm. going to be like, wait a minute. That bitch. What? Did I just get? Yeah. Yep. You did. <laughs> you did. You did. Oh, my 
You did. It's amazing. Here's why. Because I could have had like a broken leg in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Any number of things. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. I get that. Was she little? Was she like a, like tiny? No. She was like a regular sized. I think she was taller than me. Small, medium, or large. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to be devil's advocate. Let's just say she threw her back out or something happened where she tweaked it. Then you know what? She shouldn't have taken the cart with the 50 pound bag of dog food on it. Mm -hmm. She should have said, Justin, I need you to do this order. Right. I can't lift the dog food. This ain't working for me today. My back hurts like shit. Exactly right. Yeah, that's fair. Exactly right. She wasn't the only one bringing groceries out. Yeah. It's, I'm just saying, if you can't do a job, don't do the job. You should be inside scanning the groceries. Stand up for yourself. Be like, hey, look, I can't do this, but I can do that. Exactly right, because yeah. at the checkout, they have the gun to where you don't have to take the dog food off the cart. You just boop. And you're done. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm going to tell you about this lady. Her name was Rose, who checked us out the other day at H-E-B. So you still go inside, right? N- yeah. Well, we used to get it delivered, but now because I ain't got shit to do because I still don't have a job, I'm applying. Slowly, but I'm also working on certifications and stuff like that because I'm like, maybe I can boost, like, bolster. And plus, I want to try to career change the worst possible time in, in human history in the United States to mm-hmm. career I did change. It. You did it. So I'm like, shit, I'm gonna get it. We go in, we do a thing. Her name was Rose, which, first of all, I don't know if you know any Roses. They're super, super nice, like, right off the get. I'm a little biased. My aunt was named Rose. She was super sweet. Mm-hmm. And she was this little lady. Guess, like, she's, like, in her 50s, mm-hmm. okay? She's like, how are y'all doing today? I mean, I'm just already in love with this woman, mm-hmm. you know? And we just start chatting it up, and she's like, well, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope everything... Like, she was just the nicest person. I was just like, Rose, if I could, like, give you $1,000 right now, if I had it, I would. You know what I mean? Like, as, like, a... On the slide, like, a... Like, you if have you a good could day, tip lady. her... <sighs> you would have tipped her. Why can't we tip cashiers? Now, don't get me wrong. Tipping has gotten out of control. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on, I'm, it's redonk. But sometimes I just want to be like, look, if I could like change a person's life. Like I've been like th- scrolling through Instagram lately. And you know, there's a lot of those people that do that for like clout or whatever. Yes. But I'm still like, hey, but you're still making somebody else's life better. Even if it is just for the views, who gives a shit, right? But uh, God, I wish I could do that sometimes. And she was just like one of the nice, it was just like the perfect lady at the perfect time. I was kind of having a shit day. And I was like, you know, I wish I could help more people out like that. Like, I wish I could tip people when you want to tip people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Now, restaurant industry excluded in the United States. It's just how it's set up. We only get paid off of tips, guys. I'm sorry. It's just how it is, even still. Two thirteen an hour is what we people make in the, if, in Texas. If you can't afford the twenty percent minimum, don't go out to eat. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry to say it, guys. I'm sorry. And I fight me. Yeah, I know people still get pissed. Like, oh, even a shit service. Like, dude, it's all they have to live on. Okay, I, I've gotten shit service since the pandemic, and I've just been like, here, twenty percent. Like, I just can't not. I can't. You have to really like spit in my food or something. <laughs> Here's where I realized tipping has gotten out of control. I locked my keys in my car one day 
and I only had one key. So I had to call Papa Lock, right? Yeah. Didn't have a choice. Motherfuckers are expensive. I go to pay him. There was a fucking tip on there. Your Papa Lock, bro. This is don't they get like a like a pay, like a hourly or salary like something, right? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Oh my god. I hear that some self checkouts have tips. I'm like, okay, if I put in a tip for self checkout, then you give me that twenty percent back. Bitch, like I want my twenty dollars. Self checkout. Who the fuck are you tipping on self checkout? I don't know. I haven't run across this yet, but I saw that some like there's like stories about self checkout. I'm like self check. It better go back in my bank account. It better be like okay, congratulations, you now get blank back because you saved blank in carbon emissions or what? I don't know. You know something like that. (laughs) It's like what? Yeah, it's gotten. Now certain things like I didn't know you could tip. Like for instance, you stay at a hotel multiple nights. Mm Mm-hmm. You tip the ladies who come in and clean. Yeah, you can leave cash Keep on the... cash. I didn't know for years. And I, I, once it, somebody told me, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel like such a dick. Well, I don't have them come in my room anymore. Me either. I always put up the do not disturb because me I'm like, too. don't bother. I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping in the same sheets, bro. Exactly. Like, eh. It's fine. Like, I'm fine with and that. And it's also like... More economically friendly. Yeah. Because they're not having to run those, like, industrial washers and dryers as often. Exactly. Plus, it's basically, like, my little house for two, three days, however long I'm here. Just chill. It's fine. I also don't want you to see the state of my room. Preach. (laughs) That's the other thing. It's because it's, like, my fucking suitcase exploded in the room. I just went out of town for a couple of days, and I... Okay. I had to eat out every meal. And... I, it was embarrassing, the state of my room. Ugh. I cleaned it before I left. Yeah, I get that. I do that too. I do that too. I'm like, okay, let me just like do this. The other reason why I clean it is just to make sure I didn't like leave anything. Yes, But true. yeah, no, I feel bad. I'm like, oh my God, I, what like, the fuck? <laughs> What's wrong the, to, with the bags, my to-go stuff came in. I'm like putting all the trash in it. Yeah, and yeah, I'm making yeah. sure all the towels are inside the bathtub. And 100%. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I do the same thing. I'm like, oh. But for anybody out there in the service industry, or actually, God, anybody, dude, we're going to all make it through this. It's a shit time. It's I feel shitty. I'm going to make it through it. Why? Because the universe has flipped my switch. What? what uh. You know, all the good things I've been having to me lately. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that once you kind of are like, I'm done with this bullshit, the universe is like, okay, cool. Let's, let's go. Let me put you on the path you need to be on. Yeah, the universe was like, we've been waiting, bitch. Literally. Like, it was like, oh, okay. I feel, I'm at the different place. I'm at the, uh, I've hit some pretty low lows lately. To the point where I was like, I don't even know if I want to be on this planet anymore because of how shit it is. If you're feeling that way, text 980 (laughs) to get some help. Luckily, I have communicated with my partner about these feelings. But definitely communicate. Let people know they do give a shit. Trust me. But it will get better. I feel like in the darkest times, you sometimes see things about yourself and others that you never thought were there and never expected. And you can find things out about yourself that you're like, oh, wow. And through that, through that process, you might course correct into something that you were meant to do all, all along. You just never know. Well, I mean, everyone knows I'm not the religious person. Yeah. But things, I think things happen for a reason. Like whether it's your choice or not your choice, even if it is your choice, 
It's not really your choice because that's the path you're meant to be on. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things, I don't know if, like, one of the Buddhist tenets is, like, you know, life is suffering. It's like, boom, right off the get. Like, there's no faking it. It just is, right? But it's like, but then how do you deal with that suffering? Are you going to suffer the suffering? Are you going to worry about it? Are you going to be negative about it? Are you going to exacerbate it? Or are you going to react the other way and go, okay, if life is suffering, how can I alleviate it for myself and everybody I love? Huh, I could be kind. I could be nice. I could tip people when they don't need to be tipped or whatever the hell, you know, things like that. So go out there and spread a little love and kindness and you never know. It might actually make your day a lot better and... If it helps to stop reading the news and get off social media, do it. Who gives a flying fuck? If you have people you want to communicate there with, just let them know. Hey, I, I can't do this anymore right now. I need a break. Honestly, since social media has happened, there definitely is a lot. My, my concentration level has gone down. Social media is the worst. It's the worst. I wish we could just end it, to be honest. I think we're at the late stage of it. I'm hoping... To where we eventually will just die off because, my God. I don't think so. Yeah. You're probably right. Is that your... Well, I don't know. change. Like, you know what I mean? My kids don't really use social media. That's what I'm saying. They don't because they see it's a virus, man. It's a... it's a, It can be a cancer. Wait, you know my kids are, like, not normal, right? No, but they are. A lot of Gen Z don't use social media anymore because they hate it. That's why they keep going back to, like, old school clamshell phones and the cameras and, like... Like physical cameras, like well, I, I thought they were just being like, ironically, fun and cute, yeah. kind of. But also, the other thing is that they're just sick of it. They're just sick of all the crap. And I get it. I'm like, hey, man. I'm so is you. it kind of like? So there used to be a show on TV. It was they showed you what would happen if there was if humans ceased to exist, like in like two. 10 years, the world would look like this. In oh, 25 years, the world would look like this. Is it on the History Channel or something? Or Discovery? Yeah. Something like that. I yeah. can't remember the name of the show. We loved it. That's a great because show. Because it showed you how long it would take the planet to take itself back. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. As they should, dude. I mean, they got bigger problems. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Ugh, in this country. So, absolutely. No, 100%. And... I'm not worried about our future. I'm worried about our right now, but I'm not worried about our future. They, no, they're, they're I, I see my kids and I'm like, no, we're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. We're going to be a-okay. And on that note, I'm about to break some rules. Oh, we're not going to be a-okay. And I'm going to get mad at her. <laughs> I don't like it when I get mad at her. I fed her a cookie. It was a homemade cookie. It's good. I like it a lot. I well, it, I'm about sugar. to throw it on the floor. Come and get it out of my cold, dead hands, bitch. You're gonna hear first of all, explain what this cookie is. Okay, so it's called, the name of it is salted caramel cheesecake. Oh God, but so what good. it really is, is a graham cracker cookie with a um, cream cheese frosting and a salted caramel drizzle. I'm going to eat some more. Mm. Mm, mm, and mm. they're huge. They're the size mm-hmm. of a crumble cookie. And if you don't know what a crumble cookie is, I can't explain it to you. Because they're the size of your head. Literally. And you only need one. No, you don't best. even eat a whole one. No, you eat like maybe a quarter. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Thank you. I baked okay. that. And I made, bade, I bade, I made bread yesterday. It was an epic fucking fail 
on my end. My family thought it would turn out okay, but no, it was not okay. You were like, I don't like what happened here. No. I hate that. Whenever you're disappointed and everyone's like, it's fine. You're like, it's not fine. Don't say it. Just say the truth. Just tell no. me what the it truth. It was supposed to be rolls. Rolls that you rolled out and then twisted around. I, it was, the dough was so runny and sticky. I couldn't even make balls. I just had to plop it on the tray because my husband's like, just bake it anyways and see when it comes out. I'm like, dude, it's my day. I don't want to do it. So I plop it on the tray and I throw it in the oven and it was a block. I didn't even take a picture. You know, I always take pictures of my bread. Yeah. And you're like, nah. Mm Mm-mm. More flour? I don't know. This is one of those great British baking show, like conundrums you know what i mean because like if you see... put too much flour it becomes too dense right you but you need flour. it needs enough to where it's like sticky but not it's, water it was it was bad it was bad try it again you never know it might just be like that batch was just it was having a day it could have been, been the weather humid as shit here so it Ugh. could have been the weather but no i will not make that recipe again one thing i do want to say about great british baking show why the fuck do they not get a goddamn air conditioner and walls in that tent? Jesus. Do you know how many things have fallen and melted? Now, I know AC isn't common in the rest of the world, but Jesus Christ. I think that's part of the challenge. No. I, I think that's part want, of the challenge. I don't want it to be dependent on the weather. The we- I'm already up against myself and all these other people who are incredibly nice. I think that's nice. part of the challenge. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. It drives me insane. I'm like, get the fucking tent walls down. Oh, it's quite moist in the tent today. It's like, everything's going to fall. Like, what the hell, guys? I think that's part of the challenge. I hate it. I don't like that's part of the challenge. Mm -mm. Have you seen, oh, what streaming? It had to be Netflix. Had to be Netflix in the deep, dark depths of the reality show shit that I watch. They had, it is a florist challenge, but they make these giant flower sculptures. Oh, cool. Like for, like, how big? Like tallest people? Bigger. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they gorgeous? I mean, of course they're gorgeous. Yes, of course. I need you to tell your story, and then I will tell you my realization about reality show that I discovered in the last, going on week five, <laughs> that I've been home. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Stay tuned to next episode. <laughs> so today, I'm going to talk about... And we'll see if this is a two-parter. Well, I'll, I'll do a time check and we'll see. <laughs> this is going to definitely be an SP episode. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Episode, episodes. And if you need it, National Domestic Violence Hotline is 800-799-7233 or text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. Anybody out there that needs that. Born in 1969 as Lorena Lenore Gallo in Bouquet, Ecuador, Lorena Bobbitt was a major part of pop culture during the same time frame as the Menendez brothers. So I already did this episode for next week. Did you really? No, I've always wanted that to happen, though. Oh, my God. I was... Oh. <laughs> Me too. That's why I was like, oh shit, it finally happened. I've been waiting two years for this to happen. So, Lorena Bobbitt. (laughs) Anybody who's younger than 30 probably doesn't know anything about her. First impressions. You remember the story, right? It was every fucking way. Mm -hmm. 
He sewed it back on and did porn. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so this story was big, 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 big back in the day. I I do vaguely remember some of it. I mean, again, I was little. I remember all of everybody. it. Everybody. The Long Island Lolita. No, that was different. That was oh. what's or nuts. Oh yeah. Sorry. Now see, there were two. That's what I'm saying. Like this was like in the midst of, and again, Menendez Brothers happened. Court TV popped off. O.J. Simpson, Lorena Bobbitt, Long Island Lolita, like all this shit. I may do of the Court Long TV. Island Lolita next if we're just going mm. off script. Well, I feel like this one. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Like it's adjacent that's why i was like mm, let me do this one because we just talked about nendez brothers and i feel like it's important in the time frame you know mm-hmm, sure <laughs> so lorena grew up as the oldest of three children in caracas venezuela and her dad was a dental technician they lived in a middle class can we discuss dentists for a minute yeah and anybody that works in the dental field why what what do you mean why do you want to look at teeth all day they're gross oh you think teeth are gross i think the teeth that go into dentist's office are gross because it never fails. I always forget to brush my teeth before I go. Oh. Well, I mean, they're going to do it for you, right? I mean, not... I mean, I feel like you should brush your teeth before you go in because, like, yeah, you've yeah. eaten that day or whatever. Bad breath and all that stuff, yeah. I just don't understand why I, you want... I, I don't know. Some people like it. I don't know. I don't know. It's Let us know. Favorite. Let us know what you love about your job as a dentist or dental technician. Yeah, it's hard, me, dude. Let me know, cause and also, if you're the dental hygienist, yes. How angry are you that you do all the work and the dentist makes all the money, dude? For real, literally comes in and just goes and like with that little tool, just goes like taps on a few teeth and goes like everything looks good, and they just walk out. Like yeah, dude. because the dental hygienist has already looked at your teeth, told the dentist where the problems are, done all the counting for two minutes, yeah, and leaves. No, for real. For real. No. It's kind of like being an RN and the doctor comes in at the end and like, oh, what's going on here? And the RN's like, dude, I already told you. I told you outside. What do you mean? What's going on here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Dental hygienist. Tell us how much Ugh. you hate that. Let's, let's talk about the, give us the hot gas. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And how much do you hate it when I have to go straight from work and I don't brush my teeth? Yeah, girl. Maybe, I don't know. Just pop a, pop a mint or something. It's not a mint. It's the fact I've eaten lunch and I probably still have like salad in my teeth. Oh, you don't do like top of the morning dental appointments? Well, my dentist is open late certain days. So I go after work so I wouldn't have to like take vacay time. Fuck that. Do it on the company time. Always, baby. Always. Never your time. That's what I learned. <laughs> don't schedule days off so you can go do the, the thing. Just be like, hey, I got a dentist appointment during the work hours. So... Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. You think I could have ever gotten away with that? I might as well try. Everybody else did at your work, at your past job, so fuck it, right? That, that's hashtag facts. <laughs> but there was a lot of things a lot of people could get away with that I was not allowed to get away with. Don't get me started. But that's why you left. Huh, facts. <laughs> hashtag facts. <laughs> so her dad was a dental technician. They had lived a middle-class lifestyle, which was great. So he made enough money for the family, living good. They were able to even visit the United States as a gift for her quinceanera around 1984 because she really loved the U.S. and she wanted to live here. Her family tried to immigrate to the U.S. but were unsuccessful, so instead, Lorena came over on a student visa in 1987 and worked as a nanny for a while. Then she took a job at a nail salon. 
Lorena was going to community college in 1988 in Virginia when she met John Bobbitt, a Marine in Quantico, Virginia, at an enlisted men's club. Something like the VA. You know, they had like uh, dance or some shit. Yeah. Something like that. They started dating but never had an unchaperoned date. Even to the Marine Corps ball. That's interesting. I don't Explain know. Explain this chaperone situation. So I can't remember if it was because of the Marines. I want to say it was a policy or some shit at the time. Like you're not allowed to go out with a girl if you are an enlisted man by yourself. Like at all. Because of money. Do you think that was to make sure that there were no unfounded charges against their officers? Probably a lot of things. VD, venereal diseases, pregnancies... That lead to whatever, you know what I mean? Like, military men fuck their way through countries sometimes, is what I'm trying to say, in the past, you know? There's plenty of babies that have fathers living in other countries, shall we say. Yeah. So, probably because of that, and you know. But, and also, there's a lot of accusations against men in the military of sexual assault. Yes. That is, if you want to get into that, dude, we could do a whole fucking new Patreon on that. And the fact that there is rampant sexual abuse in the military. I'm just saying, so do you think part of it is so to limit those accusations? Possibly, yes. And to limit the reality that that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. I'm here for it. I get it. She was also like 18, 19. Yeah. Okay. How old was he? He was like two years, two or three years old than her. Okay. So this isn't crazy. Like he's 34 or some shit, you know, thank God for once. Right. So John became her first boyfriend. First, she came to the country. She is going to school. She has a job at a nail salon. She meets this handsome Marine and she's like, ah, you know, so she's like thinking this is it. You know, they were quickly married in 1989. It's just as the peace in Stafford County, Virginia. So it does count. They were married. What do you mean? John and Lorraine were married. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But no death happened. Oh, in the case. That's fine. Okay. We talk about things where there's no, oh, okay. So I'm not breaking the rules. Okay. I was like, oh shit. It's just family crime. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, thanks girl. Okay, good. I was like, she's going to hate me. Okay, no, <laughs> it's just family crime. In fact, it's a, kind of like a palate cleanser when nobody dies. Yeah, no, for sure. Although, <clears throat> I wish he did. So anyway, <clears throat> when he was 22 and she was 20. Okay, so again, two years age spread, totally normal, everything's chill, we're cool. And back then, a lot of people got married at those ages. Oh, God, yeah. I did. I got divorced at 23, but hey, I did. I mean, I was married at... I was going to ask, when were you married? Because you've had... I, I was... We were young. So I was born in 1979 and we got married in 2001. Don't make me do math. Oh, I'll do Help them. me. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, please. I'm pulling up my People calculator. People screaming who actually understand math in their head. <laughs> I don't do it's math. It's I don't do bitch. math. Everybody's yelling at me. I was 22 and he okay. was 21. Yeah, you're... Oh, wow. Cradle robber. Oh, my God. We are the same age for approximately two weeks every year, and it's the best two weeks of my life. That's amazing. No, I'm same with mine. Six months out of the year. It's funny. June and December. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. So, yeah, I get that. So, there's this incredible documentary on Amazon. I do highly <clears throat> recommend it. You'll watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, which is great. Lorena. That's the name of it. It was actually produced by 
Jordan, God dang it. I would forget his name. Jordan Knight. Jordan Knight from NOKTB. No. <laughs> Peel. Who did Nope, Us, Get Out. Ooh. Ooh, not funny, not funny, not funny. <laughs> she hit her elbow. You're right. It's my funny bonus. Not funny, not oh, funny. Oh, God. I've been doing shit like this, like, all week. The other night, I'm climbing into bed, and my nightstand drawer was open. You know this part of your ankle? Oh, the ankle knobby bomb. part that yeah. sticks out? Nailed it right on the corner. Nope. I Wouldn't thought I was going to have to amputate the whole leg. Yeah, you're like, it's done. I'm I'm done now. I'm just going to lay here and let it fall right off. <laughs> you should have heard me. I was lying in bed. I was like, oh, oh my God. Your husband's like, for real right now? You're like, yes, for real right now. No, he actually came in. It swelled up. Did it really? And immediately bruised. Ow. You nailed that thing. Hard. Why are you trying to hurt yourself, girl? I'm accident prone. <laughs> It's where my daughter gets it. It's genetic. <laughs> so in this documentary, Jordan Peele did, which was great. He produced it. It was really well done. It's four parts. She said she was swept off her feet by this young U.S. Marine, almost like an encapsulation of her American dream, saying he was, quote, everything to me. She was making it. Like I said, going to school, had a job, had a U.S. <laughs> Marine husband, and things were looking up for her new life in the U.S. This is what she had wanted, to go to college, get married, and raise a family. So she was well on her way. She's like, shit. Cool. I did this thing. Things are happening. Checking all the boxes. Loving it. Loving it. I don't love it. But this is a true crime podcast and we know that doesn't end here. So SP. Oh, now let's get sad. Lorena said that John was violent almost immediately, starting a few weeks after they got married. So explain this to me. Why do men do this? I don't know. How do they? Okay. No, I know why they do it. That was the wrong phrase. How do they contain their violence through dating? And then as soon as the I do's are said, the flip is, the switch is flipped. I'm going to say for this one at least is because the chaperoning. Uh, But to your point, a lot of them do wait. They can date for three years, four years, five years. Super sweet, love bomb. Yeah. No idea. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the I do's are said, they're fucking rage machine. Yes. No idea. How I, can they hold it in for five years? I don't know. Maybe they take it out on other people, other girls or something. Like, I don't know. I'm with you. I'm like, But do you dude, see where I'm coming from? Like, I don't. No, I'm with you. Like, I if you're violent. I don't understand that math. I, dude, ask me. So John would hit her and then get upset at her for things like, Speaking up to John about his scary driving after they were returning home from a bar. Like, he's driving drunk, and she's like, dude, chill. And he's like, starts hitting her and shit. And then, eventually, the violence turned to rape. John would go out drinking and come home and force himself on her, both vaginally and anally, and he'd go to sleep, wake up, and be in life again the next day as if nothing happened. In the documentary, she said that she would never agree to anal sex and that he would force her to do. One time he did it to her after she told him the TV was too loud. She said once that he would threaten to do it, quote, every time we would have sex. So he knew she didn't enjoy it and he did it anyway. Well, that's, that's what a sadist does. Mm-hmm. So he would threaten her as they're having like consensual sex. Hey, if you don't like shape up, I'm going to do this other sex you don't like. Like the level <sighs> of mind fuckery that's going on here emotional, physical, mental, it's just, yeah, 
You need to light a candle. <laughs> I need my stress relief candle. Yeah, dude. So, Roma Anastasi, which is a phenomenal name. This lady, God. She worked at the nail salon with her. Because, of course, she did, right? I mean, that's like a I nail mean, salon lady name, right? Exactly right. She's the one you want, though. You know, Roma's going to have the, like, little jewels and shit. I want Roma to do my nails. Is she still doing nails? I don't know. And... I got a chance to actually see the nail salon. It's really cute. It's like a little strip center. You know, it's what of you course think. it's in a strip center. It's a nail salon. salon. <laughs> it's it's a nail salon. Yeah. They don't have standalone God. nail salons. And also, you know, the nails that they used to do in the 90s are like those long red ones. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, and in the 90s, I think is when they would poke the hole and put the like earring thing in it. Would they do that in the 90s? Or just, I didn't know that was a 90s trend. I thought it was just a now thing. Mm, learn something. Well, they're taking everything away from us. Like yeah, saying it's their own. Mm. I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> so Roma, who worked at the nail salon, said she would saw Lorena deteriorate before her eyes. She said she was, quote, extremely distressed and depressed, very sad, a lot of anxiety. And one time she received a phone call from Lorena and had to take her home saying that she was hysterical. Her face was swollen. It took several hours to calm her down. So John would, in his abuse, use marine torture techniques on her by squeezing her face and choking her until she couldn't breathe. She would call the police after her abuse. And in February 1991, John was charged and pled guilty to assault and battery, but were dismissed once he got counseling. Oh, yes, because... Better now. He's all better you know, with the just counseling. A little bit of counseling, just sprinkle a little bit of counseling on him and he's fine. She would call friends more than the police, obviously, because, I'm sorry, that's what you do. You call your friends and you talk about the shit going on in your relationship as a woman, and especially this kind of violence, saying that the cops did nothing, essentially, to help her. She was like, well, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to keep calling my friends instead of the cops every time, because every time I call the cops, something happens, and I'm just keep calling the cops. And then we'd often get back together after separations, one time they separated for a year from October 1991 to 1992. And Lorena grew up very religious. She was a Catholic. And remember, divorce and Catholicism is a mortal sin. Oh, yeah, no. If you divorce, you can't take communion. Right. Right, correct. And it was like a humiliation to her and her family, and that meant she couldn't get remarried or have children if she got divorced. She said... Quote, I always wanted to make my marriage work. He told me he was never going to hit me again, that he would be a nice guy, that he will respect me like a wife. He also told me he loved me, and I believed him. John didn't have a steady career after he left the Marines in 1991, but went from job to job, while Lorena supported them on her nail salon salary pay of $17,000 annually, or $35,510,000 in today's money. Oh, so my God. She's trying to support two people on their salary. Oh, my God. He would go out and buy things like satellite TV or a computer, which they couldn't afford. Okay, and just so everyone knows back then, these were very expensive oh, things. Oh, yeah, because not everybody had them. Nope. And satellite TV was like literally a fucking satellite. It was huge. Uh, yeah, exactly. And... A computer was this, ma it was massive. We're not talking about like an Apple computer, which yeah, is like $2,000. We're talking about like a regular home computer where everybody had one computer. And your monitor was like 
four deep. feet deep. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, it probably did cost $2,000 back then. It was expensive. So Lorena would get upset. She'd be like, what the hell are you spending this money on? Like, I'm, we're barely making ends meet. I'm barely able to pay bills. And then he would beat her and abuse her. And the cycle would repeat. Lorena stole money from her boss at the nail salon because she couldn't keep up with the house payments. And then she would steal dresses to look nice to keep her husband from seeing other women. Girl, let him see the other women. He would taunt her with all the women he stated he slept with and would hand her lists of the names written on paper. Let him have them. One list was written, and I shit you not, on the back page of a book about how to have a happy family life. Oh, good night, nurse. a dick. According to Lorena, he even forced her to have an abortion again against everything she believed in and wanted and ridiculed her at the clinic about how she would die there. So this is the human she's living with. Okay. She's 20. I mean, she has no family here in the U S no family in the U S her friends are trying to help as much as she can. I mean, you know, nail salon ladies are the fucking best and they try to help each other out and help all of us out. It is very much like legally blonde. (laughs) And This guy's just getting away with basically murder. You know what I mean? Like anything, everything he wants, he's getting. She's trying to like fight back as much as her power and little, make no mistake. She's a little woman. She's like, I want to say like five, four or something. She's tiny. And he's a large man who knows military techniques and uses them on her continually. Sexually abuses her, emotionally, physically abuses her, all of it. You name it. In April of 1993, they moved to Manassas, Virginia, into an apartment. And four months later in June, she started the process of filing a protective order against John. She was like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm done with this. The apartment complex assistant manager, Beth Ann Wilson, stated that, quote, you could see the fear in her. I mean, she was going through a terrible time. And Lorena would actually confide in her at least three times a week. So all I'm saying is if, if you're talking to the apartment assistant manager during the day. Yeah, I mean. Shit then, ain't going well. Yeah, exactly right. Because I never talked to any of them. <laughs> if I, unless I saw them at the pool or some shit. I was like, hey. Yeah, you, you know. don't. Yeah. And like they moved into an apartment. From what I understand, I think they had a house before or something like that. Again, they don't have money because he's like doing odd jobs, fucking around. And she's the one trying to support them both. John stated that he never abused her in any way and that she was the abuser. He just defended himself. Of course. She was upset that he was, and he also stated that she was upset that he was going to divorce her and that since she wasn't a citizen, that she might be sent back home. He also stated that they mutually decided to end the pregnancy. Of, yeah. You know. So with her bags packed in June 1993, this story comes to a head on June 23rd. And yeah, I am using head in the indelicate way. Because <laughs> fuck this guy. Late at night on June 23rd, 1994, John comes home drunk, rapes her, then dozes off to sleep like he usually did. Lorena was still awake from the assault. She goes into the kitchen for a glass of water, sees a kitchen knife on the counter, and all the years of abuse like wash over her. She's just, she's dissociating. You know, yeah. she's like in a fucking zone. She blacks out, doesn't remember what happened next until she's driving her car around. 
What happened was she cut off John's dick while he was sleeping with the kitchen knife and then drove away from the house with her in her hand. <laughs> I really hope it was the dullest knife that they owned. Oh, God, I know. Because you know you everybody mm. has that one knife that you're like, why do I still own this? You go to cut, like, the onion to make dinner and you're like, why? why do I own this knife? And you throw it back in the drawer or the sink or whatever and you get the sharp one and you're like, but yet you still own it. Yeah. I hope it was that one. Me too. I, I saw it. It's like a six inch like cutting knife, but I do hope it was dull as fuck. I almost wish it were a butter knife, you know, which she really I, had to saw. I, Sorry, I, man. I, he was not good. I don't think a butter knife would have ever gotten it off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I wish that was intentional. Yeah. So she was driving around with his penis in one hand, and so it was hard for her to drive. So she threw it out the side of the, <laughs> threw it out the window. It was like on the side of the road into a grassy, like gravelly area on the side of the road. <laughs> she then went to her nail salon for refuge, thinking, okay, maybe if I could just hide out there, have a moment. But it was locked. So she actually called a friend and spent the night with them. Lorena called nine one one for John. She called nine one one on herself. Okay, so for anybody out there who's like, but she did, yeah, she did a horrible thing. I'm not saying it's right by any means, I mean. But look, she called 911 so he wouldn't bleed out. Yeah, she's not a total dick. (laughs) She told him what she did, and he was rushed to the hospital. He was taken for emergency surgery, and she was given a rape kit at the hospital. So again, I'm sorry. All the math is mathing here, okay? There are records of the, the abuse from 911. He got in trouble to where he had to go to counseling, right? Multiple friends, family, even the fucking apartment manager have heard about the abuse, okay? She was given a rape kit at the hospital. All the math is mathing, is what I'm saying. Like, this is not one of those, like, did they? No, no, no. Did they, didn't they? They did. Mm-hmm. He was. He is. Mm-hmm. He was taken for emergency surgery, blah. Nurse administering the kit said that after she was done, detective wanted to speak to her about where his penis was, and she told him where she dropped the little guy (laughs) and was pretty little. This is the best part, okay? Because back in the 90s, and let's be real even today, cops thought you could catch the gay by touching a penis, severed or not. I'm I'm shitting you not. I'm not kidding you right now. They literally thought, they were like, I don't want to touch it, bro. You touch it, bro. As they're like searching for, it's so stupid. It was a stupid, I was like, are you serious right now? Are you serious? So at 4.30 in the morning, a group of cops is searching this field for a penis. None of them wanted to touch it. They put the penis in. And again, I am not kidding. A big bite hot dog box from a nearby 7-Eleven. Nobody had any evidence bags. I know, right? Like, you put it in a fucking bag or something. No, they put it in a hot dog box. I mean, you didn't have Sorry. evidence bags. You didn't think maybe that should go on ice? Like, when you chop a finger off, you put it on ice? Like, oh, shit. No, no. Hot dog box. Hot dog box. Can you imagine, like, being like, actually, can we actually get some hot dogs, bro? Can we get, like, a couple of those? And then, like, what if you mix them up? You know? <laughs> get the wrong. Oh, this one's not mine. <laughs> So mine's a little bigger than that. <laughs> I ordered Shit. the jumbo. So they, they ordered the foot long. <laughs> oh God. So they rushed it to the hospital with to meet John. 
where the doctors were actually able to reach Hatchet successfully and mostly functionally, which, holy shit, that's amazing. Let's be real. It's been a while. It's been a minute. And it wasn't on ice, like I said. It wasn't on ice, obviously, because I would throw it in a slushy cup. You know? Exactly right. Boom. Then it would taste like... Cheery. This is why detectives, we need more female detectives. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, there it is. Women, join law enforcement. I mean, let's be real. And I don't mean to be this guy, but how many times has violence against women where women's boobs have been like cut off and shit like that have happened? Disgusting, yes. But men are just like, oh, whatever. Boop, boop, boop. Right? As mm-hmm. soon as it's a part of theirs, they're like, oh my God. I would like to think that many female detectives, if it were a woman's boob, would be like, this sucks, but I got to do my job. Right? I feel like you said a woman would have been like, 7-Eleven, slushy, stat. Yeah. We got to keep it cold. Exactly. But no, they're like, hot dog box. Like, what the hell, guys? Because it's a hot dog. I wonder if they use tongs to pick it up. Because it's a wiener. We got to put it in a hot dog oh, box. Oh, God. It was just... It's so 90s. It's so 90s, It's so dude. 90s is what it is. Yeah. It's 90s. Catch Plain the and simple. I could catch it. Like, what the hell, man? Come on. Guys, this was the 90s. Like, for those of you that were born in the 90s, this is the 90s. It was a dark time. <laughs> this, These are the things you want to go back to when you're yeah. being, like, ironically hipster. Yeah. This is what you're being. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some amazing parts of the 90s. Jurassic Park, the OG one, was phenomenal. Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank. Oh, that was 80s. Sorry. No, but Lisa Frank was still in the 90s, too. I had Lisa Frank. I loved her. She's still around, by the way. Still making them stickers. I know. I just like, sometimes I go back too far. No. (laughs) Well, the 80s and 90s do kind of blur there for a minute. You know what I mean? They definitely kind of like, yeah, coincide. So again, he has full access to all his members now. And he has his body parts intact. And so they filed for divorce July 1993 for obvious fucking reasons. I mean... At this point, if you guys are like, no, we want to stay together, I'd be like, I would assume at that point, I would like the state to come in and go, no, 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 you can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think the government should stay out of, you know, like marriage should be one of them, except in this case, they should go, "Mm -mm, no, 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 we're good. Exactly. So I'm going to end it there where he's whole again. She's sitting in the hospital with getting the rape kit. And they just filed for divorce in 1993. Super. What would you like to... I know you wanted to mention something here at the end before we head out. No, you remembered you said something about... Oh, God. Don't ask me. My memory is so bad. It's my reality TV career. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it on the next episode. On the next one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for the next episode. We'll finish Lorena Bobbitt. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.